The Celtics got what was coming to them. They messed around. They found out. But it could all be meaningless if they choose to make it so. I'll tell you how right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champions. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and I got you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device when you subscribe. So do so wherever you get your podcast, whatever app you use. Get on that YouTube page, hop in the comments, let me know what you think about the Boston Celtics losing to the Charlotte Hornets, 121-118 in overtime. Ugh. I'm John Corrales. I used to play a long time ago. Now my job is to cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and for you. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Our good friends over at FanDuel have a great deal for you first-time users. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, today's show uh, is yeah, you know it's it's not going to be very complainy. There's there's a lot to to be. I don't know. I'm not going to say concerned either. Like I'm, I'm not concerned about this loss. Although we can be. This is one of those things where this this can be completely meaningless, but it could also mean everything at the same time because teams like Boston lose to teams like Charlotte. All the time. It happens all the time. Not worry about it. Steve Clifford actually put it really, really well after the game. The NBA, it doesn't, the night to night stuff is not really that important. It's what you do stringing games together. That's what the NBA is about. So the Celtics losing to a team like Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte's going to beat good teams. So is Memphis. So San Antonio. I mean, they've done it. Bad teams, quote unquote, bad teams, teams that end up with with a bad record at the end of the season will beat teams that maybe some team, one of these championship teams is going to lose to a bad team. So in the grand scheme of things, loss like this, eh, whatever, by the end of the season, we'll forget about it. Uh, But also it could mean everything. At the same time, because this isn't just this loss to Charlotte. It's three straight games of subpar play. Toronto, not the best game. They still won, though. Uh, Memphis, just talked about it yesterday. They won, but man, that felt like a loss. Now, here we are today talking about an actual loss to a team that had three wins coming in. And the Celtics have been, all season long, a team that strings wins together. That's their thing. They have they have 11 wins. They have one five-game winning streak. They have one six-game winning streak. They lost two in a row 
to Philly and into Minnesota, and now they've lost this game. Okay, so the Celtics are a team that strings nights together. But in this six-game winning streak, the three games that they just strung together are not the best games in the world. They don't foster uh, the, the most confidence. And so it's not worry. It's not concern. But, you know, it's, it's like, huh, okay, these three games have not been your best. And Tatum... To his credit, I was honest after the game. It's like, look, we, we've won a bunch of games in Rome. This complacency kind of happens and it's easy. It's easy to get complacent. And, you know, it, they paid for it in this game. So he admitted as much after the game. And, and there's going to be human nature, right? There's just going to be human nature here. All right. You, the Celtics had an 18 point lead in this game, they had a nine point lead. With two minutes to go, they had it. They had it. It was all set. They had it. But, you know, you mess around a little too much, you find out. You you give up 17 offensive rebounds. You get killed in second-chance points. Hey, you're going to find yourself in a game that's a little tighter than it should be. You, you don't get back in transition. You kind of get cross-matched, and you don't get out of it. You're going to get a game that's closer than it should be. You don't finish off possessions. Uh, you don't finish shots that you should make. Tatum missing a layup. That was a fantastic move at the end. Uh, with a minute or so to go. Great, great move. And he you know, biffed the layup. And Drew Holiday. Two free throws with 10 seconds to go. Celtics up two. Forget everything else. Two free throws. Up to 10 seconds to go. You go up four, it's over. It's over. He misses both. And then they give up a layup. Tatum with a chance to tie the game. Misses the third of three. Gets fouled. This is a great, it was a great situation. The Celtics put the the Hornets in a spot where they couldn't foul. Uh and Tatum gets the foul on, on Gordon Hayward, and he misses the third free throw. So you, you don't give yourself a chance. And then on top of that, there's the ref. They, 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 miss, they, they botched the timing thing, which had nothing, nothing to do with the Celtics really losing this game, other than maybe the last possession you could have drawn up like a different play because they had .8 on the clock versus what would have been maybe like a second and a half. You could have drawn something up where someone could actually take a dribble or make a pass. But regardless, at that point, meaningless stuff. But just just as a side note, as an official, you can't you can't mess that up that bad. You go back to the Philly game and you know officials staring directly at, at Joel Embiid's foot out of bounds. You don't call that. And then you have this, you have run an extra second and a half off a clock that's not supposed to run off the clock. Forget about the game. I don't. I want to know how gamblers. We're talking about FanDuel over here. How many people are sitting there saying like, "Hey, if they had that extra second and a half, maybe they do make the shot. Maybe somebody wins a bet that they lost." I don't know. For a league that's in bed with the gambling, I would say that these are two pretty bad mistakes. Forget the Celtics game. I don't care. Like it, it didn't affect. I don't think the Celtics win this game if the those the the. Second and a half is on the clock, but it's still a botched situation. But regardless, regardless, 
the Celtics had their chances. They had their opportunities and they couldn't, they couldn't finish it off. So the question is, how do you react to this? How, how do the Celtics react to this? Do you sit there and have this moment of, well, uh, we got to get our act together and stop giving up these offensive rebounds and stop, you know, messing around and, and put these games, you know, put these teams to bed when we have the opportunity, or are we going to just start getting back to the old bad habits of taking these teams lightly or, you know, letting off the gas a little too soon? The Celtics had it. Like I said, they had it. They were up nine. You're up nine with two minutes to go. You got to close out the Charlotte Hornets. You got to make one of those shots. They had plenty of opportunity. So even though they played poorly, even though they had the bad, the, 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 offensive rebounds that they gave up. They had shots that they could have made. They had a get back to the 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 good get back to the good habits. The feed is I'm Getting, I'm on hotel Wi-Fi, so I'm sorry. Um, you can get back to the good habits of coming out, jumping on a team, and closing them out. Or you can get to the bad habit of messing around. And it's just, that's not championship habit stuff. And it's meaningless if the Celtics get back to, okay, you know what? We're too good for this. We're too good to be messing around. Let's stop playing with our food. And when you play uh, Chicago or Orlando or... Uh, Atlanta and one of these teams that you should beat uh, pretty handily. You go out, you take care of business early. Then we can forget about this. They're very simple, but it's their choice. It's Boston's choice. I get into some of the things that I like and didn't like in the next couple of segments here. There's a lot there. This was like a, a, a there's a lot in this game. So uh, I'll get all get to all of that stuff next. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one one sports book in America. And they've got a great deal for you new users. FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you're new, if you want to go check it out, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. You place a $5 money line bet. You win, you get $150 in bonus bets on top of whatever money you win, right? So you place your $5 bet, you win, you win some cash. And then on top of that, you get $150 in bonus bets to use however you want. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is a great time. You can get into, uh, it's, you know, football season, plenty, plenty of uh, opportunities that are bet on football. Obviously, basketball, uh, you can play the spreads, the player props, you know, MVP, all this other stuff. Uh, over-unders, how many points, a lot of points in this game for the Celtics. Uh, you can do in-game parlays, which could be a fun way to kind of stack a bunch of bets. You take Tatum's points, which you hit the over on that one. Uh, you take assists from Drew Holiday. You take rebounds from Porzingis. And if you get all of them right, you can stack them and make yourself uh, a nice little payday there. So check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. I also want to highlight their, uh, their tools for keeping you safe, making sure you set your boundaries, you set your limits. They've got plenty of tools to help you do that so you can have fun, just have fun with a couple of, you know, with your spending money at FanDuel.com. You can gamble 
responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out this very cool thing that we're doing now at Lockdown Sports Today here on YouTube. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Pop it on, put it on your TV, and listen all day long. Just have it going all day long. It's it's what we used to do with ESPN. Forget ESPN. Do this now with the Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's gonna it's gonna scratch that itch for you. All your all the biggest stories in sports all day long. Super cool. All right, let's get into some of the things I didn't like. I'll I'll, I'll finish on the positive note. But let, let's get into the, the stuff I didn't like. The, obviously, the offensive rebounds. The Celtics gave up way, way, way too many offensive rebounds. 17. Ugh. And, and in bad spots at the end uh, of the game where the Celtics get their stops and they still give up the offensive rebound, the putback. Uh, second chance points. Wow, points in the paint, 60. That's what happens when you give up a bunch of uh, offensive rebounds. Fast break points, 24. The defense was just awful. Second chance points, 20 for the Hornets. The Celtics had 20 of their own, and that could have been a strength, but they gave up 20, so that was negated. The Celtics just, the defense was not there. Uh, Jason Tatum back cuts, just burning Jason Tatum on back cuts. He wasn't the only one, but the Gordon Hayward back cut in overtime, Tatum had just hit a three. He just hit this huge, huge shot. And then he gets back cut and he gives up a dunk to Gordon Hayward, just completely gets lost. A complete, complete like loss of focus. Now we'll say played 44 minutes on a back to back, played a lot. And when guys are playing that much and it's late, the lapses happen on the defensive end. So Tatum played a ton of minutes, and he was, I can see why he played a ton of minutes. 44 minutes, uh, but like, look, Sam Hauser was a, a big time negative, one of nine. It's feast or famine with Sam Hauser. And, and, you know, I think, like, he's obviously been huge. He's been shooting, like, 50%. But he's either hitting everything or he's hitting nothing. It, you, don't get a, you don't get, like, a 4 for 9, uh, 4 for 10 type of performance. It's 1 for 9 or, like, 7 for 9 from Hauser. Porzingis was cold in this game. 1 of 8 from 3. 6 of 10 from the line for Porzingis. He just was off shooting-wise. 5 of 14 overall. The Celtics didn't take enough advantage of the the mismatch that Porzingis had. He he was he got to the line ten times. That's that's good. That's plenty. That that he could have gotten to the line probably twenty times if they took advantage of that. Uh, but no, they they didn't. They kind of got away from that. Tatum was the only guy who was hitting. Uh, uh, Jalen Brown five of seventeen uh, from or all five from three was in foul trouble. Jalen is an interesting case in this because Jalen started off in the first quarter. I thought he was playing great. The first quarter, he was playing great. And not just the scoring, he had eight points in the first quarter. Sure, that's awesome. But he was he was driving and kicking. He was seeing the floor really, really well. I thought Jalen was that first quarter from Jalen was actually some of his best basketball. Not just this season. That was 
pure, in control, beautiful Jalen Brown basketball. I mean, that was great. I was ready to gush about Jalen all game long. That If he plays like that first quarter every night, that dude is perennial All-NBA. But he comes out, he comes back in, and all of a sudden it just felt clunky with him in the, in the game. He came back in and things started to slow down a little bit. He took a couple of ill-advised shots. He fouled a ton. He had the five fouls. So that took away a lot of his aggression. It just, he went from having a great game to like having a, a, a bad game. It was, it's an incredible like switch. He was awesome at the beginning and then, and then it just kind of fell apart. So I was not, not enamored overall. It's just a, a big time negative game. Drew holiday, same thing. Like the entire starting lineup, Tatum was the only one offensively, offensively who was playing great. Now, Holiday had his moments. He had uh, five assists, and that was nice. Seven turnovers for for Holiday. Um, that's, I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't, you can't have seven turnovers like that. Uh, but he had, you know, he had his moments. Like I said, defensively, two block shots for him uh, was, was great. I thought in moments, he had a couple of plays where uh, he got in deep. He kind of bullied his way in. He got to the rim. It was it was really like it, it's he was either great or or just making some horrible mistakes. So didn't like didn't like any of that from from Holiday. Um, what else? There's like so much not to like. Oh, <laughs> the Luke Cornett contest. I just got to mention this. Ten ten minutes to go. Ten and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Luke Cornett contests a three. He's in the middle of the paint. And he like does his cornet contest. He jumps right past Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball then gets the offensive rebound. So instead of boxing out and actually giving effort where it's supposed to be, he jumps past Lamelo. No one boxes him out. He could have boxed him out. That type of stuff drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Um. But overall, oh, in the, in the final play of regulation, I thought was not good. So, gotta gotta spread this all the way around. There's there's something for everybody for the most part, uh, except for Peyton Pritchard, who I'll talk about next. But the end of game, I don't know what they were trying to do, but getting Tatum the ball there on the sideline, I thought was terrible. I thought that execution in the bat, the last play was not great. He gets the ball on the sideline. He's so when you get the ball on the sideline like that, the the out of bounds on the sideline in the corner there, those become basically defenders because he can't go in one direction. He can't go in the other direction. Those are he's blocked off. Now he was still far enough up where he could have maybe tried to spin baseline, but the late double comes. He didn't know where to go, so he passes it back to Sam Hauser, who shot an air ball. It was a tie game. The Celtics didn't need a three. They need they needed any basket at all. I thought inbounding with Sam Hauser. I, I don't mind Sam Hauser being on the floor. I don't mind him being a floor spacer. They had time. They could have worked the ball around. If he got an open catch and shoot three, then sure, that's fine. That's fine. Like I'm not worried about whether it's a three or a two, but they didn't need the three. They could have gotten anything they wanted. 
Why they inbounded to Tatum like that is beyond me. Why not run a pick and roll inbounded to Porzingis at the free throw line, right? Find a way to get him the ball at the free throw line, top of the key area in the middle of the floor, run a pin down on the other side for Tatum to come up and get a handoff from Porzingis. You have plenty of time for Tatum to come up and catch the ball, get the ball on the move, flow into a pick and roll. Maybe maybe the pin down turns into a backdoor cut because t- people are worried about Jason Tatum and Porzingis can hit maybe a Jalen. Have Jalen set the pick for Jason Tatum. Tatum comes up. Jalen can can try a cut baseline. Boom, you hit him with that. Now you're up. Like there, there are options. You can and and if they collapse on him, that's where Hauser becomes the spacer. He can kick it out to Hauser, run something with multiple options. Run it in the middle of the floor so Tatum can have moves. Like if you get it to Porzingis and he runs a dribble handoff with Tatum, Tatum could you could easily easily rise up and shoot over the top of an aggressive defense. Maybe draw a foul there as well. Maybe get a three point play out of it. Who knows? But at least there are options. That last play of regulation was just I think it was poorly poorly thought out. Uh, I don't know what the actual whiteboard said, but getting Tatum the ball there where he got it and the sideline was garbage to me. So, but it fit. It fit. Uh, let's let's be more positive though. I'll, I'll finish on a positive note. I'll try my best to finish on a positive note to talk about some of the things that I liked. One thing I like: Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right, made easy because it's you against the projections. A lot of people play daily fantasy, get turned off by it because it's them and against like sharks, people who play daily fantasy with high power computers and algorithms and stuff like that. It's not fair. You want to play because you just want to have some fun playing daily fantasy. But prize picks, they set the projections. You pick more or less. If you win, boom, you get it. If you get if you get all six, you pick two to six players. If you get all six, you can win up to 25 times your money. Super fun, super easy. And hey. With basketball and football season going on, you can play in one of their special leagues and and pick from like a combo thing, right? You can pick Travis Kelsey uh, receptions and Jason Tatum three-pointers made. That combination can be uh, one of the projections that you pick more or less than. So that's a fun way to kind of play your daily fantasy. And there's even a reboot policy. So if somebody gets hurt in the first half, and ends up missing the second half, that player is rebooted. So daily, uh, daily fantasy doesn't have that. Prize picks does. It's the only platform with injury insurance. So go check it out. Prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA. Use that code lockdown NBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You deposit up to a hundred, they match it right there. Boom. Prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA. Prize picks daily fantasy made easy. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Lockdown NBA next. Just make it part of your routine. Listen to Lockdown Celtics. Listen to Lockdown NBA. You get all caught up on the whole league on top of uh, the Celtics. So this way you can keep up on what's going on. Great show. I host on Wednesdays uh, with Jake Madison. Not this Wednesday because usually I'm there. So go check it out. Uh, Me, Jake, everybody on the Lockdown NBA podcast. All right, let's get to a couple of things that I liked about this game, which uh, I think Jason Tatum dropping 45 is a great thing to like. 
Uh, he was attacking. He some of the moves that he's been making. I will say offensively, you know, I Tatum deserves to get crushed for some of his defense. Uh, he definitely deserves that. But offensively, he's just been just a monster, and he just loves playing against Charlotte. He loves playing uh, with in, in that that general Duke vicinity. He loves it. He always has a big performance against the Charlotte Hornets. So, uh, watching him play, especially that second quarter, he dropped 23 points in the second quarter. That's just amazing. Some guys play their whole careers, don't drop 23 points in an NBA game. Tatum's out there in, in one quarter, 23 points. Amazing, amazing performance. So, I, I definitely like that. I like Peyton Pritchard. Uh, he showed up in in a big way uh 22 points uh was it 20 21 points for peyton pritchard uh on eight of 14 shooting five of eight from three he had six rebounds a couple offensive rebounds three assists full gamut for peyton pritchard and he's he's been a little i want to say up and down but mostly down this this regular season and look i've been I tried to tell people at the beginning of the season, hey, this preseason stuff from Peyton Pritchard, that's not going to be how this goes in the regular season. And it hasn't been how it's gone in the regular season. He's starting to come around, though, a little bit. He's starting to get more comfortable. It's good for him to get more minutes. I, I neglected to mention no Derek White, no Al Horford. So it's another reason where it's like, Obviously, if you had White, if you had Horford, some of the stuff that happened in this game obviously doesn't happen, right? You bring in Horford off the bench and, and things kind of settle down a little bit where maybe things could have gone a little bit south for the Celtics in this one without him. Derek White obviously changes the dynamic of things. And maybe Hauser doesn't go one for nine. Uh, maybe he shoots better off the bench coming. I don't know. But maybe Derek White shoots better. Side note, I don't know why he's, he's out for personal reasons. I hope everything's okay with Derek White. I have no idea what his personal reasons are. Um, so without those guys, Pritchard gets uh, a bit more of the, uh, a little bit more run. What do you end up with uh, minutes-wise here? Pritchard got 33 minutes. So this is, a, this is a really good performance. He comes out hot from three, right? He's 4-4 four four in the first half. I was actually happier with a couple of the drives that he had. I thought the um, the drive, he had one drive baseline. I forget who it was against, but it's a bigger guy, obviously. And he kind of uses his shoulder. Classic, classic little guy move. Classic little guard move, right? You drive, you dip your shoulder. You kind of use the big guy's momentum against him. You get a little separation. Isaiah Thomas was a master at this. And then... You, as you're kind of like pushing off, you use that momentum and get yourself to the rim. He, that drive was, was spectacular. Uh, his, his crashing was great. The offensive rebounding was great between him and holiday. Like uh, for, you know, all of the, the bad stuff from, from holiday's game in this one, he had three offensive rebounds, you know, the Celtics got two offensive rebounds from Pritchard three from, from drew holiday. They got some of the best offensive rebounding guards that you're going to find in the um in the league it's it's so that's impressive i thought it was, it was an overall it's not just a 
Pritchard shot well kind of game. It was a a great game for him uh, overall. I thought he just the drives, the everything. That that's the exact type of thing that uh, the Celtics going to need out of him. Uh, the bench overall, uh, beginning in the fourth quarter, the the bench held their own. If the Celtics had actually won this game, that would have been, I think, the turning point of the game where Tatum had played the entire second and third quarter. So we had to sit to start the fourth. And the all-bench lineup did well. It started off kind of shaky. Joe Mazzullo calls a timeout. They kind of reset. And so that was good. Good timeout. Good good reset there. And they end up extending the lead. They, they handed the starters when they all checked in. Uh, it was Tatum, Brown, and Holiday, I think, all came in at the same time. They handed those guys a, a nine-point lead or an eight-point lead when they came back in. So that was enough. They did their job. Uh, so I, I will say, like, it was impressive to see those guys kind of get it together and hold their own and actually extend the lead just a tiny bit. That should have been the, okay, Tatum and Brown and Holiday come in, boom, they they – get the separation they should have won they should have just extended the lead from there gone up by 15 or 20 and then that would have been it that that's how it should have gone so uh, i thought it was a nice start there to the fourth quarter for their bench so generally speaking look the, the celtics had plenty of chances they had plenty of opportunities here to to close this thing out and forget the fact that they they didn't have Holiday. Forget the fact that they didn't have Horford. Plenty of opportunity here for them to win this game. If a couple of shots fall, uh, they they do it. If they just box out a little bit, they win. Uh, if they if they just do a couple of things uh, after the game, Joe said, "Hey, look, we took they took plays off, and you can't take plays off in the NBA because even the Charlotte Hornets, even even the worst NBA teams." are you know one of the best basketball teams in the world like that's that's the reality the worst nba team is still one of the best basketball teams in the world if you put them up against all international competition all the professional teams in euro league and wherever wherever like they would still win those games it's just in the nba that collection of talent is not good enough so on any given night a team like the Charlotte Hornets, Lamelo Ball was awesome. Like he he did a great job. I mean, he was just all over the place. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna be tough. They're gonna win. They're gonna win their fair share of games. The Celtics are probably gonna not lose a ton of these games. But again, the key here is building the right habits. This is a one off, as far as I'm concerned, right now. I'm not particularly thrilled that they've played three straight games that they could have lost, or arguably should have lost at least one of those, and did lose this. Like, I'm not thrilled that they came out of this stretch looking kind of crappy. They're going to play well against the Milwaukee Bucks because Milwaukee's awesome, and they're that's going to be a game everybody's up for. What are they going to do that Friday afternoon in Orlando? What are they going to do when uh, they come home and play Atlanta? What are they going to do when they play Chicago? How are they going to face those teams? Are they going to play like they played against the Wizards and the Pacers? Then great. We forget about this game. And we say, ah, 
bad night. We just blow it off. But if they're gonna if they're gonna play down all the time, like teams are are going to play down. Like it's not just the Celtics thing. Teams are gonna play down in their competition every once in a while. Good teams are gonna lose to a bad team. Good teams are gonna play like crap against a bad team and maybe have to pull it out late in the game. That's gonna happen every once in a while. You're gonna have like a dozen of those games over the course of the season. They can't it just can't be every game. It just can't happen all the time. Right? It can't happen all the time. That's gonna be the key. That's gonna be the test. What habits are you building? Because honestly, it's very easy for this Boston team to kind of think a team is beneath them because they're that good. Their record is the best in the NBA. Technically, if you go by record, every team is worse than them. So how many times are you going to play down in the competition? That's the concern. If there's a concern at all, it's, okay, fine. You played down to a team, and, and, and you didn't even play down all the time. They just, two minutes to go, they stopped playing. They stopped, they stopped doing the things they needed to do to finish the game and they blew a nine point lead in the last two minutes and and it cost them so it's not even that they had a a whole full bad game it was just a bad some bad stretches that cost them but are you going to do this all the time or is it going to be just an infrequent thing if it's an infrequent thing fine i don't care if it's an all the time thing now we got a problem so it's up to them it's up to the Celtics to kind of let me know. Wait, what, what, what do you, what's it going to be? What's it going to be, boys? So we'll see. In the meantime, I'll be here podcasting about it all. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Plenty more to talk about. So I'll be back tomorrow with more, more thoughts from the road trip overall, positive and negative, whatever it is. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed. I will be here after every game. Whenever they play, I will be here after every game. I will be here on Thanksgiving for you. I will be here on like the Saturday, they play Friday uh, after Thanksgiving in Orlando. I'll, I'll be there for that. I'll be there on Sunday games, Saturday games, whatever. So make sure you're subscribed. You everydayers, thank you so, so much for being with me on a regular basis. Hey, remember, every time the Celtics play, you can get it on the SiriusXM app, SXM app. It's uh, Search Celtics. You get the Sean Grandy, uh, Cedric Maxwell feed. If you want to listen to that, uh, maybe it's a national TV game and you're not in Boston and you say, oh, I can't take Reggie Miller anymore. SXM app, listen to Grandia Max and you're fine. So check that out. Hey, I would love it if you shared the podcast. Go ahead and spread the word. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell complete strangers on the street. If you see somebody wearing Celtics gear, tell them you should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.